Welcome back to Embodied Millions. This is Danielle Margraf. And, you know, I first, I want to just dive in and invite you to what is going to be coming up on November 13th, which is the one day event called Six Figure Frequency. So if you are someone who believes that money is energy, if you're someone who believes that you have the ability to attract or repel money, if you are someone who believes that there's another way to generate money other than hard work, production, um, burnout, you know, who knows there's not enough hours in the day for you to make the amount of money that you make, then I would like to invite you to this one day experience. It is very potent, very powerful. We actually cover things like uh, your relationship and your nervous system to money. We're going to talk about uh, the energy of money, what that means. We're going to talk about the frequency of money. What the heck is that? <laughs> right. And we're going to talk about how you can align your vibration to be at the frequency of six figures or more. And really just uh, depends on how fast you want to do it. Because once you learn how to make six figures, uh, then you just need to learn how to make six figures faster, right? But how do we do that without killing ourselves, being in overwhelm, being disconnected from uh, who we are, uh, disembodying ourselves, all the things that we end up regretting and realizing that that's not how we want to do it. So if that sounds like you, definitely come. It's $47 uh, a ticket, but um, buy a ticket. You get a call with me, right? You'll get an email. And in that email, the first thing it'll say is put this on your calendar. Second thing it'll say is you will um, book a call with me and we'll talk about where you're going, what you want, what you dream, where you're at, why you might be um, struggling uh, to get there up until this point. And then lastly, uh, you will be invited to share this with your bestie because you know, when we're doing this kind of work, it is really so much fun to have someone to share our wins with, someone who speaks the language that we speak, and that friend can come for one dollar. And that leads me into the exact thing that I want to talk about today. So, you know, I've been sort of sitting on this for quite some time because I wasn't sure it was something that I wanted to share. Um, I think I was processing it myself for a little bit of time. Um, and it was very hurtful to me. Okay. It was very, very hurtful to me. So here's the thing. When you have a goal, all right, I'll just say this. When you have a goal, when you have something that you've decided you're moving towards, growing into, right? Because a goal is not something, you know, I know a lot of people talk about goals, like I got to get there and then I got to get there and then I got to get there. That's not what I'm talking about. Most people don't even know how to set a proper goal. I mean, we spend a month on it, uh, just goal setting in Six Figure Phoenix and women come in thinking they know what they want. And then when I teach them what goal setting actually requires uh, and we go through the process of creating it, it is very, very different. It's very powerful. And uh, it's so expansive. So anyway, a little sidetrack there. But what I want to say is this. You know, 
When you've set a big goal, when you're growing into someone that can receive at that level, when you're, when you are moving towards your big vision, right? Whatever that is for you. Maybe you want to be a speaker. Maybe you want to be an author. Maybe you are someone who wants to, um, you know, fly all over, you know, internationally and teach and share your message that way. Maybe you just want to have a very humble six-figure coaching business where you get to share your medicine with the world. Maybe you are someone who wants to, maybe you're an artist and you just want, you know, to make a living uh, in your creative expression, right? Um, there's just so many magical, amazing, mystical women in my life and who I'm connected to who have so many gifts and good people do change the world, right? Good people with money change the world, right? Because money really does help us do that. So with that, you know, when you, there is something to, I think the adage, is it an adage or a or a saying, I don't know. I don't even know if I know the difference for those two things, but you know how they say it's lonely at the top? Well, I always used to think like, I don't want to be lonely at the top. I want to grow with people. I want people who are in my community who are growing with me. I want us to feed each other. You know, I want us to grow together. I want us to electrify each other and light each other up and cheer each other on. And I got to tell you, I'm probably one of the best cheerleaders you'll ever meet. Like I love seeing other people win. And this is why. Because I know it is up to me and I have the power to create whatever I want. So when, you know, you're probably have experienced this, maybe someone gets a little jealous, maybe someone gets envious, maybe there's a little rub, right? There's a little weird feeling, right? The thing is, is that I've had, I've experienced that happen to me, but I don't feel that way about others because again, I have the power to create whatever I want. So if there ever comes up any kind of feeling of like, ooh, I'm sort of jelly, I want what she's having, right? Then that's evidence to me to go out and start creating that. Like, oh my God, I didn't know I even wanted that and now I'm watching her do it and I want it, right? So it's not like, it's sort of information, not like weird sort of insecure jealousy, if that makes sense. So that's how I always use those feelings if and when they come up. So here is the thing. I met someone in 2021, I guess. And we, I don't know, we were okay. I don't know that we jived all that much, but she was very, um, she was very nice, I guess. And I don't know that I felt like a a true sisterhood with her, like deep, deep, deep connection with her, but we grew into having that. So much so that we would talk every day, multiple times a day, texting all day, always connecting. And I mean, it was nonstop. It was nonstop. And there were so many things that I learned uh, that to love about her. And I helped her through lots of different things when it came to money and coaching. And she would help me. And she would call herself, 
um, my spiritual running buddy, that we were spiritual running buddies is how she described it. And I thought that was a really great description because I thought, wow, you know, here we are growing. We want to make the millions. We want to like, you know, we want to shout our message to the, you know, to the rooftops. We want to, and that was really, you know, there was just to be able to speak the same language and support each other felt so amazing and beautiful and great. Well, during probably around May, probably around May or June of this year, um, I decided I needed to hire um, someone else to coach with, meaning like I was enrolling a coach for myself. And I... I contacted someone who I actually had contacted back in March, but who took a long time to get back to me. And I wasn't in such a rush, um, but I decided I needed to, you know, I was just waiting and she finally got back to me. And within a very short time, um, her and I started coaching together and things started changing. I could feel my energy shift. I felt like this was the right decision. I was going in the right direction. Really, really, really good. Okay. She also was now ready to hire someone and she was hiring someone totally different. I've not even heard of this person and she ended up hiring someone and I could feel there was something happening, right? And I will tell you this, she's never made six figures in her business before. Um, that was a big uh, sort of gap between us. I didn't keep it a gap between us as far as like ego goes, like I'm better than you, but it was, I was acknowledging it because here's the thing. When you are a business owner and you're generating money, right? And you're doing it in this way, there is a consciousness uh, expansion that happens, right? You are in a wealth consciousness or not. Well, her husband takes care of her. Her husband makes great money, takes care of them all. Um, and she doesn't have, she doesn't have a ton of urgency to make the money, but, and a lot of times when you're in, again, like in this industry or in the industry I'm in anyway, right? There's this, you know, I've been doing it 13 years, but I've been consistently doing it 13 years, right? Like there's sort of like these, these, you know, sort of things that you walk through as a business owner, as uh, an online business owner, you, you know, you, you, you cry and you laugh and you get burned and you get called out and you get hated and you get finger pointed and you get right. Like, and you get, and then you, right. And then you come up to the next level because you have to heal whatever that was about. And then, right. And, and things happen and you, you make poor decisions in investing and you, um, um, and you maybe, right, and like someone's unhappy and there's like a, we block each other. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like, it's part of what happens in online business. And I don't think it's anything unusual. And honestly, I think if that's never happened to you, you're probably not putting yourself out there enough. So you're probably not making the money that you want to make, if I'm being honest. And so we go and do this whole thing. We go through this whole thing and together and, you know, we are you know, always talking about whatever and, and, you know, real, I felt like she was probably, you know, my very dear, dear, dear bestest bud. And I was very unfiltered in talking with her. And so you got to know something about me. I'm super transparent 
and I'm very open and honest in most conversations. However, I'm discerning with people. But when I'm really super, super, super close with you, I'm not even discerning, <laughs> right? Like I'm even more like open and honest and um, not unfiltered. And I think that there was a lot of times that that bothered her because she was not direct. She was very, um, she was very shady in what she'd share and what she wouldn't share. It was a lot about what she looked like. Um, I picked up on all this. We've had a conversation about it. And one time we had a disagreement or we had sort of like a miscommunication and she ghosted me. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't do well with being ghosted. Okay. And the reason I don't do well with being ghosted is because I know that I have this abandonment wound that you know, listen, I'm aware of it now. So does it hurt as bad? No. But I was really shocked that she didn't think of me as someone who she could talk with and say, hey, we need to have a talk because we are having a miscommunication. You hurt my feelings, whatever it was, right? But just ghosting, right? And not being able to have a adult conversation, was really disappointing and it was really very, yeah, I think it was disappointing. Like I think the word is really disappointing and hurtful. And it tells me a lot about someone when they ghost. It tells me a lot about someone when they cannot be in conversation with you, but they're calling you sister, they're calling it a sisterhood. They're calling it a spiritual running buddy. They're calling it like your best friends. They're calling it, right? And then they can't do that. That is incongruency. That is out of integrity and complete incongruency, okay? What they're saying and what they're doing are two different things, right? It's incongruent. So needless to say, um, coming back to, you know, around the June time. So she hired, I hired and hit the ground running. And then I actually hired someone else and I started making the money. Like I started making good amounts of money again because, you know, there's ebb and flow in business. And um, I think I was in like an ebb, it was like squeaking in, but I really had to re sort of innovate um, what I was creating and putting out. And I was really coming into my own around distilling my own medicine to this next level uh, of where I'm at now. And so what's so interesting about all that is once she knew the money was coming in, she disappeared again. And when I called her out on it over the summer, because she disappeared, um, she's like, oh, well, I don't talk to all my friends every day. And I was re it was really weird. And then what I realized in having conversation with her was that she had to clear some stuff up around being jealous uh, with her coach. And when I said, what was that about? She said it was about, she's worried people are jealous of her. I think it's, that's total fucking bullshit. And um, yeah. And I, and so, and then she just, and we had a couple of conversations and then she disappeared again. You know, the reason I'm sharing this is because I believe that this is all part of our growth, right? Now, we ended up never speaking again, and she ended up going to events that she said she'd never go to again, right? I think that um, I th there was a couple of times in 
when we would uh, do things together, she would sort of shrink in my presence and act sort of funny. And I'd always say, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And the truth is, it was that she felt insecure and, um, you know, but she couldn't speak it because she's always hiding how she truly feels. And so, you know, she's not authentic. She's not an authentic person. And, you know, and maybe she's authentic in that she's having these expressions, but I guess the authenticity of saying who she was versus how she was acting is what I'm calling inauthentic. It was felt very inauthentic. And so the reason I'm saying this is because when we grow, right, when we grow, when we have big goals and we grow and we're going at a speed that might be different right? Than someone else's speed. We might be accelerating faster, right? Like her business, she was on, off, on, off. She never really was on and full all in. She never had the urgency that I had, right? Being a single mom, which was a blessing, right? In disguise. But the truth is, is that, you know, when we all are growing at different rates of speed, right? And it can really get in the way of what we deem friendships. Now, this friendship, I don't think, I don't know if it ever really was. I don't know if maybe it was like a season, you know, a reason, a season, lifetime. I think a little bit of opportunist energy there, like glomming on to the people who she thinks is successful and who are going to give her opportunity might be called an opportunist. Um, in business, maybe you call it something else. I don't know. Um, but I think that I think that there was um, a mismatch in energy from the beginning that I saw but didn't want to see because I so desperately wanted to not be alone in it. I wanted to have someone that could um, talk with and connect with. And, and that's really why community is so important around everybody going in the same direction. And not that you have the same goal necessarily, but you're all wanting to grow in the same way. You're all talking the same uh, language. And so I think it can be very difficult to, while you're growing, you know, maintain really relationships that are not growing as fast as you, right? Unless you're you're with some really secure, grounded people. And, you know, it was definitely hurtful and it does, it did sting for a while. And I can see why when people, I've watched people who have hit their millions or multi-millions who say, you know, blood, sweat, tears, um, you know, breakdowns, breakthroughs, dark nights of the soul, um, you know, panic and worry and, and, and growing into new parts of themselves, uh, claiming their authority, um, being in their leadership, not giving away their power to be accepted, approved of, right? All these parts and pieces are really, are really part of it when you are creating a life and a business that is soul-led, that is purposeful, that is um, aligned, right? Where you're teaching something that feels really potent, right? You're not you're not transactional. That's how, maybe I should say it like that. You're not transactional, but you're doing transformational type work. And I'm going to tell you, I it took a long time for me to not 
blame myself like oh was i too la- too much was i too uh too transparent was i too unfiltered was i too right was i too too much and you know that's really where i go and i could feel in my body like some like a part of me wanting to shrink away right i want to get smaller because it's like no i don't want to i don't want it to be my fault and i feel there's like a shame that comes with that and the truth is is that if people can't handle me in who i am and if people can't and i don't even want to say handle if people can't meet you embrace you embody you love you for who you are they are not your people and I don't care if they were your people and now they're not. They are not your people. You you are being redirected to go in another direction, right? And so we can just send love and just send like good riddance, you know, in, in the best possible light. And we just keep it moving. And we just keep it moving. And we get to look at all the ways we've been triggered. And we get to look at those ways as an opportunity to heal and that this person became a teacher, and so I just want you, I know that there's so many women that I talk to every single day who I connect with. And the truth is they just want to fit in. They just want to belong. They just, they feel isolated. They feel um, disconnected, right? Especially when you are a solopreneur, entrepreneur, you know, if you don't have people or a network, you know, and the truth is, is I don't want to be in a networking system that is really just code for sorority where there's an inner circle of popular kids, you know, and like, cause I've been in that too, you know, that's not my jam, but I promise you, you will find your people. You will stay true to you, stay true to you. And the people that mind don't matter and the people that matter don't mind. And thank you, Dr. Seuss. But this is where you have to really be so focused on where you're going that this, you know, hurt or bump along the way, we process, we address, we can look at it, but we keep going. And you will find your people and you will find your community and you will find your sisterhood and you will find your uh, spiritual, I don't even want to say it, running buddies. <laughs> I feel like we need a new name for that. Um, but yeah, so who who are you you know, who are you, right? And where are you going? You know, and think about it like if you were doing a cross-country drive, right? You get in the car, you get where it's familiar, and then you start driving across, you know, the states. You start, maybe you're taking Route 80. I'm from coming from the East Coast. You take Route 80, you take the low route, Route 40, right? And you start driving through the states, right? And you start seeing, it starts getting... You know, everything starts to look less and less familiar as you change the landscape changes and the houses change and the signs start to change and, right? And maybe it, the temperature changes and the, right? And, and so it starts to get less comfortable, but you still feel safe, right? But it feels less comfortable. You're less familiar. And then maybe you stop and you eat and you meet, you know, you, you, um, meet people at the bar or you meet people at the restaurant or you connect with people. And then you get back in the car and you keep on driving. 
right? And then, and you do that, right? Every now and again, you're stopping, you're sleeping somewhere at a hotel, you're eating somewhere. Maybe you do some, right? Maybe you do some, uh, some sightseeing and you meet another great person that you click with and you talk and, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 right? And then, and then that's it. And so it's like, and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going until you reach your destination. And some of those people that you met might have made a significant impact and some of those people, not so much. It was just a kind passing word or, you know, and they were of service to you, serving you your meal and you paid them the money and, right? And so I just want you to think about people in your life like that, right? The, a reason or season a lifetime, it really does. It's really so true. And, you know, I think sometimes we get so attached to wanting it to be a lifetime that when it's not, those of us who might feel like we have abandonment stuff or, you know, wounds that, you know, were rejected, it can feel really painful. And the thing is, she knew that uh, I have abandonment stuff and I had told her and after that first time we had that disagreement, I just asked her like, please, whatever you do, could you just not, just, just can you can you just say Danielle I'm not feeling it or I need some time or something give me some friggin flair so that way I I don't have that feeling and the second time she did it which was the last time I let her I just let it go like I don't even want you in my world now because people who love me don't act like that and I don't care what your shit is people who love me do not act like that and so you need to really understand and know your value uh, not just your values, but you need to know your value and what you w- are willing to accept from others and uh, what you're not, what you're not. And as your worth increases, your tolerance decreases, okay? You no longer endure. You'd rather be alone than be with people who would treat you like that, right? It's sort of bullshit. Anyway, um, I could probably go on and on, but I'm going to say that uh, I'm complete for now. And I'd love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your experiences um, around any of this, really. And sharing is caring. So make sure you share this podcast with your friends. And uh, until next time, I love you and see you next week. <laughs>